have breakthrough and not be stuck. How many of us want a big a breakthrough? How many of us want breakthroughs? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Having no breakthroughs in your life, if your life has been the same all the time, if your life has not had any breakthroughs, your time had been stagnant. Or put it this way, you have been stuck. If your life is made up of nothing but just recycling junk, I would say that either you are not saved and you need to be born again, or you are not growing in the Lord if you are already a Christian, or you have been backslidden. As much as we are growing chronologically, as much as we are growing physically, we should be growing spiritually. We should be being transformed. We are being transformed in our soul every day. Every day, we are being transformed in our will, in our thoughts, and in our emotions, which make up of our soul. Your personality, your character, that part of you that you are in charge of. The earth or the world is going downhill. Going downhill. I've, per- I've heard people telling me that in 30 years' time, there won't be any polar bear in the Antarctica anymore. The world is going through a lot of climatic changes. There are many theories out there. Uh, a lot of people are believing, I'm talking about even non-Christians, are believing that the world, this planet, is coming to an end in 30 years' time. The world is going downhill, but not the people of God. The world is going downhill, but not the church. We're going up. Our destination is heaven. Our destination is not the grave and definitely not hell. Amen. Can we have a powerful amen? Amen. We don't want to be locked down, to be locked up, or to be locked in. We want to rise freely and we want to expand powerfully. Freedom is in Christianity. Christianity is not a religion. A religion will always tie you down and lock you down to religious rituals, to the law. Christianity is about being free, free from all the troubles of the world, free from all the controls and the manipulations of devils and people. Amen. Our God is the Lord of breakthroughs. God is for breakthroughs. I want you to look at Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1. Now the Bible is the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. It's more than just a good book. The Bible is not to condemn you. The Bible is not to condemn you and punish you. The Bible is to empower you. And that's why the more words you have in you, the more power you carry. The more words you have in you, the more power you carry. The devil knows whether you have power or not. And God has put his power in our hands in the word of God. Jesus is the word. And the more words you have in you, the more anointing you carry. And the more anointing you carry, the more power you have. Power for life, power for prosperity, power for deliverance. Can we say amen? If you look at Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1. Ezekiel is a book of prophecies. Ezekiel is a priest of the Lord. And you and I, we have been called to, to be the priests of the almighty God. And that's why you worship. As priests, we worship. That's why we pray as priests we pray. That's why we proclaim the word because priests have to proclaim the word of God. God always looks at you with honor. God respects you as his creation. God respects you as his creature. 
But we made the mistake of looking down on ourselves. We make the mistake of doubting ourselves. We make the mistake of not taking ourselves seriously and gloriously. It's time to change. Can I ask you to say to yourself, I see myself with the eyes of God. Come on, put your hand on your heart and say, I see myself as a child of God through the eyes of Jesus. Amen. God is for you and not against you. The Bible is not to condemn you. The Bible is to build you up and to empower you. The Bible comforts you, builds you up and empowers you. Amen. You need to change your mindset as far as the Bible is concerned. You need to change your mindset as far as listening to a sermon is concerned. Your pastor is not to condemn you. Your pastor is not to whip you. Your pastor is to empower you. Can we say amen? If you look at Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1, the most important verse in the Bible Chapter 1, verse 1. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day. 3, 4, 5. As I was among the captives. Ezekiel was among the captives. He wasn't having a good time. He wasn't having a time of prosperity. He was among the captives. And then what happened? That the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. No matter where you are, no matter how depressed you are, no matter how desperate you are, no matter how sad you are, I want you to know that our God is the God of breakthrough for you. Heaven still open for you. God will still give you visions, visions of positivity, visions that build you up, strengthen you, lift you up, heal you, empower you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I want you to look at Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 3. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 3. So don't quit and don't give up. God won't give up on you, so don't you give up on yourself. God won't quit on you, so don't you quit on yourself. Love yourself the way that God loves you. I'm not talking about the carnal worldly love. I'm talking about the pure Divine love of God. Embrace that for yourself, no matter who you are. Embrace the love of God and love yourself the way that he loves you. Can we say amen? If you can't love yourself, nobody else can love you. Do you get this? If God loves you and you refuse to love yourself, who else can love you? If God can't love you, who else can love you? If you can't love yourself, who else can love you? Can we say amen? Put your hand on your heart and say, I love myself the way that God loves me. No condemnation, only salvation. Amen. Glory be to God. If you look at Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 3, this is a very powerful scripture. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Look at the last verse. And the hand of the Lord was there upon me. What a wonderful position to be. The hand of the Lord was upon me. The anointing was upon me. The presence of God was upon me. What a beautiful place, a wonderful place to be. Now, I want you to compare that with Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Well, Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord was upon him. And look at what Jesus said when he started his ministry. I thought he's Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. No, he did not come to minister as God. He came to minister as a man anointed of God. He came to minister as a man, perfectly surrender, perfectly obedient to God. And he said that because he could do it, so we can all do it. And that's why the mission of our life is to be like Jesus. 
to be conformed to Jesus. We have somebody we can follow and not be lost. I don't know about you. I don't want to just try to find a way, you know, in the dark. I don't want to find a way, you know, to beat the bush and make myself a highway. I would like to have a highway made for me. I would like to have a teacher whom I could follow. I would like to have somebody who would nurture me in the word. And Jesus is your teacher. Jesus is your kinsman redeemer. He is the life. He is the truth. And he is the way. So we don't have to be lost. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Who is the spirit of the Lord? The Holy Ghost. Who is the spirit of the Lord? The Holy Ghost. Who is the Lord? Jesus. When we call Jesus our Lord, we are saying, Jesus, you are my master. You are my boss. You are my leader. I'm following you. And because you're following him, he's leading you. You are included in his government. You are in his governance. You are in his kingdom. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. The spirit of Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the spirit of life, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the Lord, the eternal Holy Ghost. Why is he the spirit of breakthrough? How can Jesus be the Lord of the breakthrough? How so? Well, read the rest of the scripture. Because he had anointed me, the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. What's the gospel to the poor? What's the good news to the poor? You're poor no more. What's the good news to the poor? You're poor no more. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted. What's the good news to the brokenhearted? Your heart is healed. Your heart is no longer broken. You've been made whole. You're loved. You're not rejected. You're accepted. To bridge deliverance to the captives. What's the good news to the captives? You're in captivity no more. Freedom. You're not in captivity to sickness anymore. You're not in captivity to depression anymore. You're not in captivity to poverty anymore. Freedom. Freedom to be rich. Freedom to be healthy. Freedom to be joyful. The devil can no longer sit on you. Can no longer depress you. Can no longer burden you. Can no longer rob you of your wealth and your riches. Can we say amen? Recovering of sight to the blind. That's breakthrough. That's good news. To set at liberty them that are bruised. You know those that have been bruised for a long time. The pressure was great. The pressure was on all the time. That's why they were bruised. But freedom. Freedom. Liberty. And you can start to exercise. You can start to move. You're no longer crushed. You're no longer bruised. So say with me, Jesus is the Lord of breakthroughs. I want you to understand a little bit about the Trinity. Because a lot of people don't understand the Trinity. Now, whenever we see the word God in the Bible, we are talking about all three. Whenever you see God in the Bible, it's referring to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three. God, the triune God. The Father is the heart of God. The will. The heart. The will. Jesus is the content. Jesus is the word. The speech that's spoken. The Holy Spirit is the executive the voice. Jesus is the word. The Holy Spirit is the voice. How many of you can tell the difference? You can say something, just the content, but when you speak it with the voice of the Holy Spirit, that's what makes a difference. The Holy Spirit is the executive, the power. The power is in the voice. The power is also attached to the word. And the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit work together as one. 
The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit work together as one. So you don't just have the Holy Spirit, you have the Father. You don't just have Jesus, you have the Holy Ghost. You don't just have the Father, you have Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Lord. He exalts Jesus. Whenever you find the Holy Spirit, he exalts Jesus. And whenever you find Jesus, he exalts the Father. His will is to do the will of the Father. And whenever you find the Father, his heart is for his Son, Jesus. Amen. So it's important for us to have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring you Jesus. The Holy Spirit will bring you the Father. He is the executive. The Father is now in heaven. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Seated at the right hand of the Father. He still comes. He still comes to earth, but he comes no longer in his flesh. He comes in his spirit. He may open your eyes so you can see his immortal body. But he comes primarily as a spirit. Who is, who is the, the person of the Trinity who stays here on the earth? Can you tell me? The Holy Spirit. Where's the Holy Spirit? Inside a believer. Where's the Holy Spirit? Inside a believer. Where's the Holy Spirit? Around us upon us his ministry on the earth and that's why we need to synchronize with him he's you're having him on the inside but it's no use if you don't know him on the outside you're having him on the inside it's no use if you don't synchronize with his works on the outside if the Holy Spirit in you is always restricted or if you're always dormant or if you have backslidden, then the Holy Spirit cannot use you and cannot help you because you're not on the move. You're not in the go. You are stagnant. You are locked in. You're caved in. Your flesh, your soul, your spirit can, your spirit is where the Holy Spirit abides. Your spirit is where the Holy Spirit abides, but your soul can limit the spirit. Because the Holy Spirit never forces himself. God never forces himself. Your soul, which is made up of your will, your mind, and your emotions, they can limit the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. And that's why... We must learn to follow him. We must understand him, know how he works so that we can work with him. Can we say amen? If you want to have breakthroughs in your life, you must bind the strong man. Go with me to Luke chapter 11, verse 21 and 22. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 22. Well, you said to me, Pastor Dora, I'm already a Christian. Why do I need breakthrough? Well, we all need breakthroughs in different areas of our lives. You need breakthrough in your finances. You need breakthroughs in your relationships. You need breakthrough in your physical health. You need breakthrough in your mind. God wants us to have breakthrough, breakthroughs, breakthroughs all the time so that we are always constantly being renewed, constantly being transformed, constantly being promoted. We are not made to go down. We are made to go up. We are not made to go down. We are made to rise up. Say to the person next to you, rise up. Amen. Your life should not be stagnant. Your life should be getting better and better and better. Say to the person next to you, your life should be getting better and better. Every day. Every day. Better and better. Amen. Well, you say, I love the Lord. Well, you should love him more and more every day. Love the Lord more and more every day. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. That's why we are going to heaven. Because heaven is better than the earth. 
A lot of people think that going to heaven is better than going to hell. Heaven is a lot better than hell, of course. And heaven is a lot better than the earth. So don't be so stuck in your earthly mind. Your mind needs to be transformed to become more and more heavenly. Amen. Hallelujah. Say to yourself, my mind is being transformed to become more and more heavenly. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, in Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 22, when a strong man armed, notice two words. Number one, the Bible never said the devil is weak. He's called the strong man. And then he's armed. Keeps his palace. Where's his palace? Your body. Your body. He wants to live in a human body. That's what they crave after. That's what they want. You know, one of those gods, they call gods, but it's an elephant. You know, I remember when I was in Thailand, I went to a friend's house, you know, and spoke to her about the Bible and spoke to her about God. And then in her house, you know, she had those photos or images of elephants with arms and legs, and they call them gods. You know, devils want so much to manifest themselves, they craves after earthly bodies. Even the beasts, even elements, I mean even elephants or cats or dogs, serpents. Because they don't have a body to function by. We disregard our body, we think that our body is not important. Your body is very important. Your body is your legal entry into this earthly realm. Devils are not legal because they don't have bodies. Your body is very, very important. The Bible says that your body is holy. Your body is the habitation of your spirit. But when a stronger... A stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him. He takes from him all his armor wherein he trusted and devised his spoils. What are the devil's spoils? Human souls. Demons love to influence, to manipulate, to oppress, and to possess people. That's why your thoughts can become Possessive and obsessive and compulsive. That's why human emotions can be compulsive and obsessive and oppressive and possessive. That's why people are driven by devils and they lust after. They crave after. They are driven after. They have thoughts that they cannot silence. They have nightmares that they cannot stop. They have images that they cannot Tell to go away. Because devils seek to possess and to oppress. You need to understand that. So in order to have breakthroughs in our lives, we must be stronger than devils. You must be stronger than your human self. You must be stronger than your human self and be stronger than devils. It's very important. Now, can, we, can I ask you one question? What's the armor that the devil trusted in? What's his armor? The devil's armor is the sins of men. Every time you sin, you make the devil stronger. Every time you have a sinful thought, you make the devil stronger against you. Every time you have, an, you have a sinful, uh, you have a sinful uh, meditation, you make the devil stronger. Every time you entertain fear, you make the devil stronger. Every time you condemn yourself and you push yourself further into guilt, you make the devil stronger against you. His armor is the sins of men. And that's why, remember, we talked about it last Sunday. Jesus had to find the man and Jesus told him, go and sin no more. You have been healed. Sin no more. Lest a worse thing entered into you. Sin 
is the entrance, the open door for demons. The sin of unbelief will allow devils to come into your life. So what are the keys so we can have breakthrough, that we can overcome the evil one? Number one, you must be determined to be stronger than the armed strong man. Exercise your will. Exercise your will is the will of the Father. Remember the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is the will. Too many Christians think that God is just love, 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 love. No, God is not just love, 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 have no power. And besides, we're not talking about the love of people. We're not talking about social love. We're talking about the love of God, which is strong. The love of God is very strong. It's so strong that he sent us Jesus. It's so strong that Jesus forgave sinners. It's so strong that Jesus delivered sinners from captivity. Can we say amen? So God is very strong. Amen. And so if you want to defeat the devil, you have to be determined to be strong. That's number one. Number two, you must actively fight that armed strong man. There is no victory without a fight. You can't just sit there and think, if God wants to heal me, he will heal me. No, you won't get healing that way. I've sent you the testimony of Judy Austin. She was healed of cancer. She's still living today. She lived longer than her husband. How did she get her healing? She confessed the word. She ate the word. She confessed the word. She meditated on the word. She spoke the word to her body. She spoke the word to her body. She fed her body with the word of God. She fed her soul with the word of God. She fed her spirit with the word of God. And she defeated every demon of cancer with the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is a sword. It's more powerful than the surgical knife. Amen. If science can heal your body, how much more the word of God? Our God is the God of science. He created the whole universe. Amen. Number three, take the armor from him. Take the sin. Get rid of the sin. Strengthen. How do I get rid of the sin? The way to get rid of sinning is not to focus on the sin. The more you focus on the sin, that's how you sin. You know, the more I focus on anger, the angrier I will become. (laughs) No, you don't focus on your sin. You focus on the godliness of Jesus. You focus on godliness. That's how you get, uh, get rid of the sin. Amen. You stop being lukewarm. Can I say to you, church, don't backslide. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Don't backslide. Don't be lukewarm. Don't exalt anything, any circumstance, anybody in your life over God. Because at the end of the day, nobody can help you. Nobody can help those that you love but God. Amen. So don't be casual and don't be flippant with God. Number four, bind the strong man. Bind him. To bind means to, what's the word? To strangle. To bind means to tie a rope around him and stop his free movement in your life. Don't let him crawl up your body and go into your head. Don't let him get inside of your soul, your will and your thoughts and your emotions. Rebuke him. How do you rebuke him? Cast him out and say, I'm a child of God. My mind is renewed with the word of God. I'm a God lover. I love righteousness. I love the truth. And when you're doing that, you're using the sword of the spirit and you're tormenting the devils. Remember when Jesus showed up, remember when he was showing up and was talking to the madman at gatherings, the devils spoke up. And the devil said, why have you come to torment us before our time? So every time when you're listening, like what you're doing now, devils are being tormented. And that's why, you know, some people that are new in the faith, they can't stand, they can't sit still because devils are being tormented. (laughs) And they do their best to try to stay still, right? (laughs) 
Okay, now look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 29, which is the same as Mark chapter 3, verse 27. Matthew 12, 29. How can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? So let me ask you a question. Don't we need to pray? Don't we need to speak the word of God? Over ourselves, for ourselves, for our family, for our loved ones. Is praying just a religious exercise? No. Praying is your bread of life. So wherever you are stuck, if you have recurrent problems in those areas, that's the place, that's the area where devils are residing. And they can be sleeping so well because you have never disturbed them. And they won't let you go easily. You have to fight. Amen. And you might have to fight long. And that's why resilience is important. All right. You cannot just exercise and use a magic wand. Devils can tell whether you are serious. Devils can tell whether you do believe or not. Devils know whether you're willing to pay the price. There are too many Christians that want comfortable Christianity. Comfortable Christianity is candy cane Christianity that will get you nowhere. When life is easy, yeah, just go to church and have fun, you know, just listen to a sermon and go home. No, when life is hard, that's when you need the power. And we're living in the end times. We need to know how to believe God for healing. We need to know how to believe God for health. We need to know how to believe God for provision. We need to know how to believe God for leading and guidance. There will come a time when everybody around you will leave you. Jesus went through that. Every one of his disciples left him. Your faith, my faith, will be tested. Tested, tested, so that your faith will come forth as gold. Don't be offended by Christians. You know, I don't want to be filled with the Holy Spirit praying in tongues anymore because somebody offended me 20 years ago. Who is the one missing out? You. If you stay offended, you are the one missing out all the time. I don't want to come to church. I don't want to do prayer meeting. I don't know how to pray. I'll just be listening to Pastor Dora preaching and listening to Pastor Dora praying. Who's the one missing out? You. Because I'm praying and you're not. I'm listening and you're not. How do I learn to pray? Catch. I never premeditate my prayers. How do we pray? Catch the Holy Spirit. Catch his prayers, catch his heart, catch his plan, catch his agenda, catch the will of the Father, catch the thoughts of the Holy Spirit, catch the word of God, catch the rhema word of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Identify the areas where you are stuck, where you have recurring problems, where you have recurring accidents, where you have recurring sicknesses. That's where the devils are. And strengthen yourself against the enemy. Because that's what happened to me when I got born again. When I got born again, that's how the Lord taught me. That's how he said to me, study the word and be changed. Study the word and put it into practice. Because I was a Catholic. I had been a Catholic for a long time. I had a religion, but I had no power. I knew how to cry. I knew how to go to church. I knew how to be religious, but I had no power. And power is what you need to be stronger than the devil. You must be stronger than the devil. Then you can bind the strong man and you will spoil his house. Spoil his habitation. Run him out of your life. Can we say amen? 
Can I ask you to look at 1 Samuel chapter 15, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 to 23. We can have breakthroughs by the Spirit of the Lord. Say with me, the Spirit of the Lord. The word Lord means boss. The word Lord means master. That means Jesus is the master of your life. He's watching over you. He's protecting you. He's guarding you. G-U-A-R-D. He's guarding you. He's protecting you. He's watching over you. That's why he's your Lord. So how many of you would like Jesus to be your Lord? Lift up your hands right now. Yes. Jesus, be my Lord. I want you to watch over me. Thank you, Jesus. If you look at 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 to 23, how do I know that I have the Spirit of the Lord? Look at this. The last line. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. We are so good at sacrificing. I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. But to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen. And the fat of rams. How do I know that I have the spirit of the Lord when I'm willing and obedient? When I'm willing and I'm obedient, I will eat the good of the land. Lift up your hands with me and say, I'm willing, I'm obedient. Amen. Amen. The abiding word is the power to obey the written word. David said that I will store your commandments in my heart so that I won't sin against you. He did not say I won't sin against you and I will store your word in my heart. It's the word that protects you from sinning. Because sin is the armor of the devil against you. It's the abiding word, the word that lives in your heart, the word that talks to you, the word that is so real to you, the word. When you're sick, the word tells you, I call upon the name of the Lord and I will be healed. The word save means delivered. Jesus bore my sickness and carried my pain. Oh, the fever is gone. How is it gone? Because you have the abiding word. You are not arguing against healing. You are not disagreeing with the Lord who wants to heal you. You have the word living in you. The living word, the abiding word is in you. Amen. So how do I know that I have the spirit? How do I know that I have the spirit of the Lord? The quicker you obey, the more powerful you are. For spiritual power is displayed in obedience, the joy of obedience, the readiness of obedience. So as soon as I hear the word, I obey. As soon as I hear the word, I'm ready to follow. Now, I want you to, to give you an example. Look at Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. I always, I always hear from God in the early mornings. A lot of times it's the word giving, it's the Lord t talking to me and then I wake up. It's very good to, to wake up like that. God talks to you. He's real. He's real. Amen. God talks to you. Lift up your hand and say, Holy Spirit, I want to listen to you. Talk to me. Thank you. Look at Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. Now this is Isaiah. He said, also I heard, what did he hear? The voice of the Lord. I said just now, you can have the scriptures. You can have the content. Jesus is the content. He's the word. But the Holy Spirit is the voice. We can all read the same scriptures, but they all are so different because we carry a different voice. The voice of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. I heard the voice of the Lord. The Lord, my master, my master, my boss, my Lord, whom I obey, whom I yield to. I heard that voice speaking to me personally. God is not just a corporate God. He's a personal God. 
And it's very important for each and every one of us to develop that personal relationship, that personal encounter, that personal hearing. Isaiah had that personal hearing. Ezekiel had that personal hearing. I heard. He did not say we heard. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who go for us? Look at his readiness. Listen to the tongue of his voice. See him raising his hand. Then said I, here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Here. Right now. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to think about it for an hour. I don't have to think about it for a day. I don't have to consult my, my family. I don't have to consult everybody, anybody here, here at this place. I don't have to wait till I go to Australia. I don't have to wait till I go to Africa. Here, here, here. Am I, am I? Send me. I trust you. I give you my life. I'm totally surrender. I'm totally yielded. Because I know you. You love me more than I love myself. More than even how I know to love myself. How many of you have tried to love yourself and failed? Lift up your heads. I have. I love the song. I don't want to trust my ways anymore. I'm trading in my folks. I want the Lord's way. Amen. The word of God is about heavenly breakthrough. Heavenly breakthrough. When you study your, your Bible, look at the life of Sarah. She was a nobody, a country maid. How God gave her a breakthrough. She saved her own tribe. She saved her own people. Praise the Lord. And physically, she was promoted from a country girl to a queen. And it's not just a queen, but the queen that the king listened to. Well, if you are a wife of somebody and you wonder how come your husband always argues with you and you don't seem to listen to each other, well, maybe there's an area that the devil had gotten hold of. Can we say amen? And what do we need? Breakthroughs. Amen. Look at the life of David, a country boy, a shepherd. He got his breakthrough to become the king, the prophet, the teacher of the church. Amen. Peter, a traitor, a fisherman, promoted to become an apostle. Amen. You are Petros. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell and the gates of hell shall not Prevail against it. Fear no evil. That comes from the mouth of David. Fear no evil for God is with me. When the Holy Spirit gave me that scripture, I wonder where's that scripture from? And I realize it's Psalm 23. Glory be to God. Amen. Look at the life of Sarah. She had an infertility problem. You know how many people, they want to have children and they can't? How much money they pay the doctors? She had an infertility problem and then plus on top an age problem. Didn't she get her breakthrough? Absolutely. Amen. Glory be to God. I want you to look at 1 John chapter 1. Is that okay for me to give you what the Lord gave me? Look at 1 John chapter 1 verse 1 to 4. I'm giving you all these that I received from the Holy Ghost. Look at 1 John chapter 1. I received from him within such a short time and it made such an impact on my life. And it brought such power. That's why I wanted to give it to you. Okay. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, one to four, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen, which we have heard, declare we unto you that you may have fellowship, koinonia, partnership, participation with us. 
and truly our koinonia, our fellowship, our partnership, our participation is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And all these things write I unto you. Look at the last few words that your joy may be full. Wow. Can you hear the tongue of John? Can you hear from his heart? He's saying, this is what I have experienced in my life. This is so powerful. This is so life transforming. This had done so much for me. And that's why I'm telling you all this. I'm telling you all this so that you can have what I had. So that you can have what I had. I'm telling you all this. I'm writing down all this for you so that you can have what we got. Can you hear his heart? The Holy Spirit is speaking the word to you. The word of God is the means of impartation. It's the means of impartation. It's the means of impartation. John said, I've written all of this to you so that I can impart unto you the experience that I've had. So that your joy, your joy, your joy may be full. Can you hear the heart of John? And if you can hear the heart of John, how much more the heart of God? And if you read the whole Bible, all the 66 books of the Bible, wow, listen to the, listen to the apostles, listen to the prophets, listen to David in the book of Psalms, listen to, to Solomon in the book of Proverbs, listen to Job in the book of Job, listen to Jonah in the, in the book of Jonah, what they were doing, what they were doing. It's like they were so excited about what they've had and they said, I'm giving this to you, I'm giving this to you, I'm giving this to you. And if you read the books of Oral Roberts, read the books of Kennedy Hagen, read the books of Benny Hinn, they're all doing the same thing. They're all doing the same thing. I've encountered God. I've encountered God. I've encountered God. I've got from God. And I want you to have the same thing. Wow. Lift up your hands and say, yes. Yes. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Look at how God brought breakthrough. I want you to look at Ezekiel. Ezekiel 37. Are you okay? Ezekiel 37. I want you to look at verse 1. Ezekiel 37. While John was talking about the eternal life that Jesus had brought to the church. To his believers. All right? That's the eternal life. And now I want you to look at 37 verse 1. Who is the breath of life? Come on, tell me. Who is the breath of life? Come on, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who is the breath of life? When God first made Adam, what did he do? He breathed. Who is the breath of life? The Holy Ghost. That's why you can have the scriptures. When you don't have the Holy Spirit, you won't read it the same because the spirit of life is not there. So when the word of God says that he sent his word and healed them, the word had to come with the Holy Spirit to bring healing to your body. If you look at Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Remember, we talked about Luke. The spirit of the Lord was upon me. The hand of the Lord was upon me. What did the Holy Spirit do? Carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. We need to stay in the spirit. Ezekiel only had the spirit from time to time. But we have been filled with the Holy Ghost. We are Pentecostals filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit now lives on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit talks to you from the inside. The Holy Spirit talks to you on the inside through your spirit, transforming your soul and quickening your body. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You are made to have three parts, just like God is a triune God. And set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. Wow. Through, through, I mean, how did God bring about a breakthrough 
to the valley of dry bones. I mean, the bones were very dry. Not only were they dead, they were so dead that they got dry. And not only dry, but very dry. Now, in your walk with God, you might have feel that you're dry right now. If you feel that you're dry, that's when you need the Holy Spirit. Not the spirit of condemnation, but the spirit of life. The Holy Ghost. So how did God bring about a breakthrough to the valley of dry bones and caused all the bones to come back to life? How many of us know that there are those that have bone problems? Bone problems. That's one of the the problems of aging. You know, there are things that would just happen to your body, not because of any reason, just because you're old. That's the natural law of the fallen man. The body follows the natural law of the fallen man, and that's why you need to rejuvenate yourself. The Word of God says that he will fill your mouth with good. Fill your mouth with good so that your youth, your youth, your youth, it's renewed like the eagles. That's how you have your breakthrough. Highlight your Bible. Mark your Bible. Highlight your Bible. Feed on the word. Live it out. So how did God bring about breakthrough in the valley of dry bones in a situation that's very dry when the people are so dead that they have decomposed <laughs> and their bones have become very old and very dry? Listen to what he said. Ezekiel 37 verse 4. He said to Ezekiel, prophesy. Upon these bones. Number one, speak. Speak into your future. Speak into your future. Come on, say to the person next to you, speak into your future. Don't live from your past. Don't recycle your problems. Speak to your future. That's how you have your breakthrough. If your mind is full of sickness and disease, you have been recycling problems. I noticed that for me to help people, I have to talk them out of their faith in sickness. People are so, you know, they believe in sickness. They are so stuck in sickness. Their mind is sickness and sickness and sickness. You have to talk them out of it. So number one, speak to your future. See your future different. Number two, Say, he said, say unto them, oh, you dry bones, talk to them, talk to your problems, talk to your sickness, talk to your situations, talk to your bank account, talk to your relationships, talk to your body, talk to your mind. You have to be stronger, stronger, insomnia, leave. I don't believe in you. I sleep very well every night. I sleep well every night. I sleep well every night from now on. From now on, I sleep well every night, every night. If you believe in what you say and do not doubt what you say, you shall have whatsoever you say. There's power in your mouth. But you have to be fully convinced that you are somebody who can speak the word of God. Amen. And then what? What did you, what did he say to the word? What did, oh, sorry, what did he say to the, to the bones? Hear the word of the Lord. These bones, natural laws are not your master. The Lord is. And Jesus is the Lord of resurrection power. Don't believe in your problems to recycle themselves. Believe in God's power to give you breakthrough. Lift up your hands and say with me, Breakthrough. 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 Amen. Glory be to God. Now look at this. This is very important. This will change your life. Ezekiel 37 verse 7. Now I need to shorten the message because of time. Ezekiel 37 verse 7. I want you to read with me the first line. So I prophesied as I was commanded. What is that? Obedience. What is that? I'm reading my script. Well, Shakespeare said that the world is a big stage and every man is a player. 
You know, some people keep speaking the script of devils. Some people keep speaking the script of the world. But I would speak the script of the Lord. S-C-R-I-P-T. The word written. I prophesied as I was commanded. What is that? Obedience. And you grow in obedience. I have grown in obedience. How do we grow in obedience? You know, some, in the past when you were little in the Lord, you only obey when you like it. Isn't that right? How many of you have children in your house? They'll obey you if they like it, right? <laughs> But then as you grow in the Lord, you put obedience first above your feelings, above your self-will, above, above your thoughts. The Lord will test your obedience, even in small things. And sometimes those things don't even happen. I mean, I've had the Lord testing me so many times. I've had times that I failed, but I said, I am determined I'll pass it this time. And not only will I pass it, I'll pass it with a flying color. And the Lord did give me another test and I passed it with flying colors. You know, he would just ask you, would you be willing? And a lot of times for us, we think about, mm, how do I do it? You know, what's the best way to do it? No, he's only asking you, will you be willing? And the next thing he will ask you, will you obey? Willing and obedient. That's his part. You will eat the good of the land. When you're willing, when you're obedient, he'll show you the way. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So speak as told and do as told. Follow the script. Look at John chapter 3 verse 8. For a long time I did not understand the scripture until the Holy Spirit explained it to me. John chapter 3 verse 8. The wind blows where it listeth, and you hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell when it comes and whither it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. What's the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian? A Christian is one who is born of the Spirit. Now, if you look at this, Jesus is saying the wind, the Holy Spirit, is compared in the Bible to the wind. So the Holy Spirit moves right? The Holy Spirit moves. You can feel his movement. You can feel his move. You, you can tell that he's coming. You can tell that he's going. So is everyone born of the spirit. This is the key to the understanding of the whole scripture. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. That means we are to operate exactly like the Holy Ghost. How do we do that? Number one, you need to be born of the Spirit. To be born of the Spirit is to be born of the Word of God. So when you raise your hand and receive the Word of God into your life, receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you become born again. And the minute you say, Jesus, come into my heart as my Lord and my Savior, the Holy Spirit follows Jesus. The Holy Spirit follows the Word. Boom! You exalt the word of God on healing. You exalt the word of God on prosperity. The minute you exalt the word of God, the Holy Spirit, boom, comes to you. You exalt the word of God on God's love, God's divine love, God's pure love. The love that has no offense, the love that has no self-agenda, the love that has no self-will. Not my will, but your will be done. The Holy Spirit, boom, come into your life. Amen. The Spirit follows the word. His life is of the word and of the spirit. Jesus has given you eternal life. How did that eternal life come to you? Through the word and through the spirit. Do you get it? Amen. So how do I function like the Holy Ghost with the word and the Holy Spirit? And that's how you obey. That's how you follow. The word calls upon the Holy Spirit to do the job. The word of healing calls upon the Holy Spirit to, to heal your body. 
The word on forgiveness calls upon the Holy Spirit to give you the power to forgive. Do you get it? Where does the Holy Ghost where does the Holy Ghost go? Where does he go? He goes where the Spirit is. Read Ezekiel chapter 1. Amen. 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 Have you got it? Amen. Let me finish with this. There's so much meat in here. Amen. <laughs> go to Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19 to 20. Ezekiel 11. I want you to go back to your first love. I want you to go back to the reality of being born again. You haven't joined a church. You haven't joined a denomination. You haven't joined a man-made society. But you have been born again. If you look at Ezekiel chapter 11. I will put a new spirit within you. How many of us have had a new spirit? The spirit that would even wake you up in the morning. The spirit that would talk to you even at night. I will put a new spirit within you. Go to Ezekiel 36. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. He said, and a new spirit will I put within you. A new spirit will I put within you. Amen. And go to Ezekiel 27, verse 36, uh, verse, uh, chapter 36, verse 27. What is that spirit? Can you have somebody living on the inside of you? A pregnant woman can. A pregnant woman has a person within a person. You can have a spirit within your spirit. That's why devils can possess people. But God wants you to have his Holy Spirit in your spirit. He said, I will put, come on, read it with me. Aren't you excited? Come on, read it with excitement. I will put my spirit within you. Can you see the face of God with me? He's so excited. Wow. You know, especially if you have read your Old Testament, he's had so many problems with the people, you know, sinning and sinning, idolatry and idolatry. And he's got the answer. He's got the answer. I will put my spirit within you. Wow. Wow. Lift up your hands and say, thank you. Wow. And I want you to look at verse 28. And you shall be my people. And I will be your God. Wow. That's the heart of love. You know, how many of you have ever taught your kids, you know, you, you just want to teach your children, you know, what's best for them. And you, and you just wish that you could zip open their mind and just put all the things in there. That's, that's what God was feeling. I'll put my spirit in you. You will be my people and I will be your God. And together we'll have a good time. That's the God that we serve. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Amen. It's high time for us to know that our God is good. God is love. He does not have love. He is love. It's not the love of flesh. It's, the, it's not the lust of men. Men don't know how to love. Men only have lust. Only God knows how to love. I love you as long as you love me. <laughs> I love you as long as you do me some benefits. You know, that's how people function. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He has come to offer you life. Life, everlasting, a good life, a full life, a filled life, both in this world and in the world to come.
He loves you so much that he has offered himself to you. He said, if you would have me, I'll come into you. I'll make a success out of you. I'll make you to be the person that you will fall in love with. That you will love. If you say yes to this, I want you to lift up your hands right now. If you say yes, yes, Lord, I want your love. Yes, come into my heart. I want your love. I want to live a yielded and surrendered life. For all the Christians, if you say, I want a yielded and surrender life. Yes, come to me. I want this life. I want your love. If that's you with a sincere heart, he will come in. You know, people may not believe in your word, but God does. Amen. If that's you, lift up your hands right now. Amen. Stand with me. Stand with me. Amen. If you're willing to yield your life to God, to live a yielded life, then stand up. And stand up. I yield myself to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Christianity is not about following someone else. If you follow somebody else, you'll always be disappointed. Christianity is about following Jesus. The one who had lived, the one who had died, the one who had resurrected, the one who is in heaven and loving you. He is the be all and end all. He is the omega and the alpha. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands with me and say, yes, Lord. Take me. I yield myself to you. I desire your love. I desire your life. Holy Spirit, take me. Come upon me. Come inside of me. Lead me. Empower me. Teach me. Guide me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Can I ask you to stay standing? Can we have the music team? Let's sing that song again.